Uh, Anthony can. <laughs> <laughs> Just kidding. How's it going, brother? Going on. So what's 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 going on? Anything fun and exciting in your life that we should know about? Uh, just working on my buddy's buggy and trying to work on some sort of trade deal for the Liberty or trying to sell it. And... Hold on. What? Did you just get this fucking thing back? This is podcast talk. Let's just jump oh. in. Hey, welcome back to the Blue Collar Off-Road Podcast, episode 142? Three? I think Ooh, three. Jesus Christ, guys, it's 142. Oh. <laughs> Dad, I'm having a day. Hey, <laughs> welcome back to the Blue Collar Off-Road Podcast, episode 142. I'm Graham, I'm here with Luke, Richie, and Cody. Uh, that was a weird order, I don't know why I'm all out of whack here. And we got Anthony on... This one will come out week before Good Evening Ranch, so we figured who better to have on than the dude who, uh, I think, instigated us to go down in the first place. Um, and, you know, we're, all of us are, the ones of us that are going to Good Evening Ranch are uh, in uh, full, I won't say. Panic. Okay, panic mode. Um, <laughs> yeah, that's panic. probably a good way to put it. <laughs> typical pre-trip pre, uh, um, uh, chaos, as always, so. Uh, yeah. I know Luke's got a bunch of deets to share on his adventures today. I yanked my motor out yesterday. We found some fun stuff uh, floating around in there. I have not taken the motor apart yet. I am curious why it stopped running. Uh, and Anthony's got a bunch of shit that he's been doing, uh, I think, for your... Too much. Yeah, for your buddy as well, because I know some things that some people might not. And... Uh, uh, obviously, getting your shit ready for Good Evening Ranch too. So, uh, I've go. been working on mine at all. Oh, perfect! So it's just ready <laughs> yeah. to roll. I feel that. Um, Not so... necessarily, but it will be by the time we leave. <laughs> <laughs> Last minute Graham. situation normal. Mm-hmm. So, yep. speaking of your rig, okay. So you had a you had a what what was that fucking thing? The Liberty. Then you uh-huh. sold it bought another rig or traded it for another rig so i had the liberty the first time i was on the podcast ended up trading it for a one-ton cherokee in the fall and then the cherokee ended up needing a bunch of work that project kind of stalled because i was just pissed off and not able to wheel and december rolls around I met my girlfriend Casey. She's super into wheeling too. So then we ended up with a samurai, a tin top samurai that she bought. The Cherokee got sold. The tin top had CJ7 axles in it. It was um, a Dana 30 front and a 44 rear. And I thought those were AMC axles on the CJ7s. Um, I'm wrong, but no, it's just a weird Dana 30. With yeah, hubs. it's a yeah, it's a very weird Dana 30, and um, it was a 44 rear, but um, those were trash. I threw a set of Yodas in it. That project took entirely too long, and then I was scared to break the Yodas because I broke a shaft in my driveway, um, <laughs> due to steering stops not being adjusted right. So, um, yeah, that ended up getting traded for the liberty back and um, i've been beating on it most of the year 
Well, Are you happy you made the switch back? It's definitely a way better rig than the Sammy was. Um, it can just go out, get beat like a redheaded stepchild and not care. Um, I think you're missing some other important details here, too. Because you won't Augie. stop blowing my fucking phone up about the fucking Maxis. Or not Maxis, Mickey Thompson's. I'm sorry. It's been yeah. a day, Dad. So we got... When we got the Liberty back, Casey had bought a set of 40-inch um, Baja Boss X stickies that were intended for the Samurai because we were going to put bigger axles in it and then the Yodas. So then the Mickeys finally ended up on the Liberty and that took it from rev limiter beatdowns all over the place with the KM3s to trawling pretty much everything. They, I'm extremely impressed. I feel like they're one of the best overall stickies. Um, obviously, an SX is a little bit tougher, and a red is a little bit better and just straight up rocks. But for an overall good trail tire that's a sticky, the Baja Boss, you can't beat it. Especially for the price tag. That was part of the reason I went with them. Is your feedback on them was positive, and then it was who else, or who is the guy that was running them in We Rock or RC Rocks? Cam uh, Beasley runs them. Crazy Cruisers Motorsports is a um, they're sponsored by Mickey, and uh, they all run them with pretty good success. Um, Cam switched back to the Pro X this year. I don't like those. I'm not a fan of them either. Um, I I think the Baja Boss is a much better tire just due to the surface area that contacts the rock. I think that, right, like, the Pro series was a really, like, it was a good shot to dethrone like the Bogger and the SX potentially, but they've fumbled at the last moment on some of the tread design stuff and especially the sidewalls. Cause like Yeah, I specifically I was at We Rock at Good Evening Ranch. I was judging unlimited class this last weekend and I witnessed firsthand four buggies pull up against a we'll say three and a half foot vertical rock. And um, every buggy with a red label on it was able to drive right into that rock and crawl it where the Pro X just sat there and spun the entire time. So what you're saying is it's worth to just save up and get the better tire. They're the cheaper tire. The reds are cheaper? Oh, no. no, The the Boss Xs are cheaper than the Pro Xs. I would like to see the Boss X head-to-head with a red in the same situation. I personally haven't been able well we, to do we, that yet. We we may be able to uh give you give you that or do that research and find that information if I can get the red labels on my rig in time. If for G E R. All right, if. come on down to the shop and start on beating them then, bud. I, <laughs> sign me up. That sounds like fun. I'm in. <laughs> The motor's out. It doesn't need wheels. (laughs) (laughs) So, question of the year. Is Cody going to GER? No. Okay. Maybe. We don't know yet. We'll find out day of. (laughs) I'll count my chickens, and if they're in the row, I might be there. I don't know yet. There's a seat you can ride. Yeah. 
as long as there's cash in my pocket and my ass in a seat, it seems like I'm going a good evening. But that's we're not there yet. So at the moment, no, I'm not going. Okay. Like, Friday off. That. I'm leaving Thursday night. That's not a bad idea, actually. Fuck, that would work. Yeah, uh, that's that's what I'm doing. I'm next leaving. Fr- it's next Thursday night? Mm-hmm. Shit, God, I, I hate how close that is. I can definitely. Do that. <laughs> well, we'll see. We'll see. I don't know, dude. I ride by the seat of my pants, and like, I'm like, I am the type of person who's like, yeah, you guys want to go to the bar tomorrow, and then like tomorrow comes, and I'm like, ah, ooh, you know, see, uh, but then I'm also the type of person to like roll out of bed, hit my head, and be like, I'm going on a five mile walk today. It it just so sporadic. You never know. Cody, if you drive or if you come down there, I will let you drive the shit box. I don't want to drive your shit box. I want to drive Anthony's shit box. <laughs> I'll do kidding. anything I want. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Um, I don't know. Yet. Be we'll there will be good. <laughs> I could bring some too. I think I've got some spare 04s if that's 04 axles. Uh, it yeah, it, it's 04 axles. Bring as many 30 spline or yeah, 30 spline outers as you can. Oh, yeah, <laughs> I'm looking to get rid of them, so you can. Uh, I'll bring them. Sweet. So. To be fair, I've only ever broken one, and it was absolutely low talent light was on. I shoved the tire into an insane bind and tried to make it drive through it. That's what so that'll do it. <laughs> yeah, it it was one of those when you start to release the clutch and you feel the bind, but you give it more throttle instead of letting off the clutch. Mm-hmm. You can break a 35 <laughs> spun like that, too. Ask me how I know. <laughs> Um, yeah, you vaporized thing. one. <laughs> the trolling on Club XJ the last week has been supreme. Um, You've missed a lot of it, I guess. I went absolutely ham. People it's could subpar not memeing. Just to clarify, it was subpar, subpar but like it was still fun. <laughs> um, people just did not understand what was going on in that picture where I fully welded the cap in. Too many people told me I was an absolute idiot for that, and I'm like sitting there going, that shaft is cracked. There is nothing good about this. I just hammered the cap back down, ground it with a Dremel, and then fully welded around it and welded down the crack where it was like spider webbing out. Shit's mint. It'll still fucking. Oh, hold that's up. because Club XJ is full of people that think they know what they're doing. Mm-hmm. That'll probably <laughs> hold up longer than you'd think. Uh, as long as it doesn't rip the ear off, that's the thing. Rips the fucking ear off, then it's it's gonna yeah toast it. You can always um, tell those things before they fully grenade, though. I've never when I was running the 1480s and the 50, like I was running ancient U joints that at like never greased they were not in good shape they barely moved i had to like break them free to make them move again but i wasn't swapping the the u-joint so i just slapped it in there and (laughs) they ran for quite a while and then it'd start to spit the cap and you just oh we'll go get a new shaft jason kemmer when he had what we called skunk ape it was like a back half pj buggy on 37 15 50 irox on a low pinion 30 front he was running a chrome ollie with almost alloys welded onto him and the u-joint did not have any needle bearings for half a season <laughs> shit's meant don't worry about it 
And as long the as only the reason he ran place. it for so long is because we didn't realize it was so fucked. Um, <laughs> 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 these things happen. But, but that as is far the one as... unicorn rig that survived on a Dana 30. Yep. Now, for Good Evening Ranch, Anthony, I'm bringing... I've got the Chromoly 30 splines in the Cherokee. I've got a full set of spare hubs. I'm buying another set of spare hubs when I'm down there. And then I have four shafts that are fully put together. Two long sides and two short sides. All the caps have been tacked. Um, one set, though, I would not trust for anything more than get me out of the trail and wheeling Sunday. Right. I have... I think I have one spare lockout, or I have a stock hub, one G2 that's a spare, and a pair of 30 spline drive flanges. So if I go through both spare hubs, I'll just go to drive flanges. And then you'll start breaking the stub shaft, and that's going to be awesome. To be fair, when I broke the stub, the G2 hub held up great. I was amazed. That is actually sure kind of interesting. I bought the cheapest hubs I could find, so I would break a hub and not a shaft, and I still broke a shaft. <laughs> Sometimes it happens. It's happened to me. A mile marker uh, held together a fractured 30-spline. Uh, I know when it broke. I know the exact moment it broke, too, but it still <laughs> was turning the wheels, and nothing was like falling out of it, so I didn't think anything of it. But right. the entire shaft was like just... It was split vertical, or like horizontal. Mm, no, uh, diagonally. That's the word across the whole, like all the splines. So it was still holding together, and it like jammed the pieces that had fallen out into weird places, and just just locked itself up. Nice, still worked. Yeah. Now driving Fuck home it. on that is not ideal, but uh, yeah, that's yeah, neither here the nor there. It'll be fine. Uh, that's what I, I just pulled the 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 shaft and called it a day. But that is back to the cool important part. topic. Cody, I'll be very disappointed if you don't show up. No, me too. You obviously bro. have a seat, and it's also kind of your event in a way, so you should really be there. I agree with you completely. It's just life is life, kind of bullshit. Oh, I get it. I'm getting laid off next Friday, and I'm still going. Oh what boy, I'm sorry. Oh <laughs> yeah, the uh, union stuff, right? Yeah, yeah. I forgot um, about you were talking about that. Not for uh, much longer, but. Ooh, that sounds we exciting. Won't, uh, we won't get into that too much. Don't jinx it yet. Nope. Because that's good news, but we'll get to there. Or we'll get to that when that happens. What, are you getting a sugar daddy? Oh, no, I just make it a career change. If I anybody wants, wants to be my sugar daddy, I'll... Uh, um, He's sucking dick for cash. He puts out. <laughs> <laughs> um... But yeah, we'll see. I, I'm excited. I kind of want to go, but I just need to make sure all the ducks are in a row before I try to make that jump. So we shall uh, see. I get it. Yep. I mean, we technically, just, it wouldn't just... cost you much. Mm, Pay for your right. room and board, my boy. There's there's space. I normally yep. just send it and then gather up the ducks when I get home. That's pretty much my plan as well. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, this trip's got fucking... Up. <laughs> Sorry, go ahead. No, I said I just always figure it. I always figure it out. Yeah, I will say this trip has gotten fucking expensive. I'm in the hole for fifty two hundred bucks now. You'll be yeah. fine. You'll make a lot of that back. I I hope I make a lot of that back. 
I'm just saying the initial cost outlay has not been <laughs> insignificant. <laughs> <laughs> um, so to those that don't know, we got the lodge, um, and I paid for it right off the rip. So we are covered for Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. Um, swing by. We will have stickers there, or Cody and Graham are going to get beaten next time I'm in New England. If Cody does not come, I will grab the stickers regardless. We got a lot of... Even <laughs> Ryan was giving Cody us flack for not the having stickers. Ryan was giving, he was on, like, I'd love a sticker, but uh, I don't have one. Uh, <laughs> and I, I, I was like, no, no, no. I know I have one in the truck, and I did. I had one white one in the truck, and he was very upset that it wasn't a black one because he's got a white Bronco, so... Uh, <laughs> fucking OJ. <laughs> so, but I was like, this right, is I what I have. Hands, you can boys. have this I one. have the stickers in my hands. <laughs> so, there's only like 26 left, and most of them are black. So, you, people took all the white ones? What the happened to all the white ones? I don't know. They're, yeah, there's. What the Isn't fuck? Isn't Nick cutting there more stickers? He can. I have the file. We can give it to him, and he can cut some more. Yeah, yeah like because I want a couple white ones for the Liberty. Okay. Yeah, and a lot of the white ones. So I have four white ones here, but they are covered in mud from when they fell out of your Jeep, Graham. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> Oops. And this you is know, why I don't have the stickers anymore. <laughs> but think about it this way: if any did fall on trail and we didn't pick them up, it's kind of like if you went to New York City, went to the top of an Empire State Building, and then just threw all your business cards off. <laughs> you know, somebody's bound to pick them up. <laughs> yeah, except it's not the Empire State Building. It's uh, the access trail to the buggy hills at AOP. Find a blue collar of road sticker. It's probably destroyed at this point. <laughs> Most likely. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, that's going to be a good time. Uh, swing by, bring your red solo cup, and you'll get a shot and a sticker. As long while as you're not last. On the parking lot. Yeah, that. <laughs> Drink your shot at the lodge. It'll be great. <laughs> don't drink and drive, kids. Uh, I'm not. I don't have any shots to give. I don't know about you. I will. Oh, you uh, will? Okay. Yeah, no, I bought three more jars of moonshine. Be careful and I have what you're praising here, bud. Um, careful what you're advertising. Yeah, it's fine. I brewed it myself. It's a charity. Um, <laughs> so... Yeah, anyways, uh, back to Good Evening Ranch. Have we talked about what's been going on with the park owners yet? No? Uh, no. Oh, all right. So I'll cover that real quick. Um, spoke with the park owners. Pretty good overall. Um, but just as a heads up to everyone that is going to the event, the park is going to be very crowded because of the event size. It has grown far larger than we were expecting it to. Uh, our projection right now is about 75 rigs are going to be there. Um, and then they're... Underestimate considering that is an, everybody I have coming. That is an underestimate. Uh, it's potentially closer to 100 because I know Colton who's been on the podcast said half of his club is coming as well. And then I know that Gage's group has grown and your group has grown Anthony, but yep. right now bare minimums about 75 rigs are going to be there. Jeez. The park owner 
has asked because they are hosting their own event that if possible, you please make a donation to the kids charity that the event is for. Nah, fuck them kids. Um, yeah, fuck them kids and all, but I'm still making a donation. And um, then on top of that, the speed limit is going to be strictly enforced this weekend. It is going to be a no warnings no second chances. Get on the trailer if you are driving like a jackass in the parking lot. And on another note, um, take it easy on the upper shelf road at 1 a.m. Because overtime learned that the hard way. He was hot lapping the upper shelf road on rev limiter at 2 a.m. and kind of got yelled at. So Okay, so that's good information as well. Um, yeah, because there are permanent residents right at the top of the hill from the upper shelf road and they don't want to listen to an ls on rev limiter at 2 a.m so mm, is who, that the, is who that the permanent road? residence at an off-road park and then doesn't ah you know that's weird whatever it's fine hey, i'm it's just fine. conveying the message because i'd hate to see any bad publicity come out of it yeah mm. uh which one is that is that the back where the camping area is um that's just that very top access road that goes behind the cabins like you know um oh whoa, 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 yeah, you yeah. Know the behind the cabins friday night yep it's that road it it wraps around heading toward leo's den and honey hole mm-hmm. and there's permanent residents on that side of that road obviously People hit that ledge all the time on night runs, so they're not too concerned about that. But just be yeah. somewhat respectable at the top Absolutely. and be respectable in the parking lot. If you want to go and be stupid, go as far down the hill as you can go and be as loud as you want to be and as stupid as you want to be coming back up the hill. Or even just go over toward um, Honey Hole, Keyhole. Um, yeah. Those but kind you of areas is all far enough away. You get what I'm saying, though. They're, Absolutely. If somebody and, gets know, the, if somebody gets the cabin above Honey Hole during a holiday weekend and doesn't expect people to be rowdy, then they shouldn't be in that cabin. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and like the owner said, that he doesn't care what happens if you are in the woods and you are being respectful in the parking lot. Go and get rowdy. Have fun. Just behave yourself at the top. Um. And we will be depending on feedback and everything. So everyone that listens that goes to this, let me know what your thoughts are because they asked that if we're going to do it again, that we rebook before October or the end of October. So, you know, and um, final disclaimer, if you do get in trouble or you do get yelled at, yes, you are the asshole in that situation because the park owners are awesome people and are really lenient on everything. So, yep. yep. If you That's, get yelled at, you deserve it. They've been super chill about everything, and they've called me twice to talk about everything. They just wanted that passed along about the no warnings in the par- or no warnings in the parking lot for speeding or being reckless. So, so what is sense. speeding in the parking lot, though? The they have a five mile per hour speed limit posted. Okay. So. Yep. Yeah, um, you'll, you'll know when you're in a lot. Yep. Yeah, I mean, I normally cruise around low range, second or third in the Liberty with a single case and uh, six speed. So 
take that for what you would. I've never been yelled at. But it's um, probably a cunt, pretty much. Yeah, that's much. literally it. Uh, yeah, you around, around parking lot, respectful in your off-road rig. Right? Yeah, it's slow as shit. Anyway, don't lie to yourself. <laughs> <laughs> um, now, if you want to be cool, set the fastest time up Creek or Cripple Creek with video, and you'll get mentioned. Now there that is being cool. <laughs> so, when we talked about that before, Luke. I thought it was a great idea until I just ran Cripple recently, and I'm like, wow, this is a really long trail. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> That's why it's a good idea. Like, I don't know how fast I could run it, honestly. <laughs> well, that's I why think a better speed out. run trail would probably be um, well, Chadillac, for sure. Yeah. <laughs> lower Chadillac would be entertaining to watch somebody speed run because it's just rip up to the wall and then explode a rear drive shaft yeah, I was gonna say that <laughs> well, are you going defense, for revenge I have to going? go for revenge okay. my track car is intact uh, we welded her in hot she's not coming <laughs> apart uh, I have not upgraded the rear drive shaft it's still the same old shit it's always been just less balanced uh, the front won't blow up anymore because uh, I have a new one in the mail for the front because I've had nothing but problems with my front drive shaft now. Um, so we'll see. We'll see. Oh, that reminds the- me. I have to go and steal my quarter 28 tap from work and run it through all my drive shafts because I've got a bunch of spares. Hey, Graham, if it makes you feel any better, Overtime scattered a 14 bolt on that same ledge. Oh, cool. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's it's a rough one. I'm but he was, you know, six hundred right up to it. third gear rev limiter and dropped from midair on his rear tire. That'll do it. Yeah, my yeah. my my rig is a little less impressive in the horsepower department there. Uh and what amazes me is he's still running a two forty one. Damn. I've watched uh two forty ones rip out of the uh transmission in lesser i won't say lesser rigs but in similarly uh set up rigs i don't know what he's running for transmission but like uh, that was not fun the transfer case was fine but it just destroyed the mounting uh uh holes on the transmission or at least stripped up something ripped out i think the actual um this is on probably the tail housing (laughs) I don't think that I think it was fine. I think it literally ripped the bolts out of the or the the uh what are they called? Uh just the studs, studs from the from the case. transfer case. <laughs> they were just ripped yeah. out. I don't know I don't know what ended up happening with that, but uh not not yeah, ideal. J- just JB weld it and send it. <laughs> uh, I wouldn't want to risk <laughs> that again. That was a six AM morning getting that thing out of there. Uh, yeah. So. We gotta talk to them again soon. It's been a while. Yeah, be I think you're gonna have a laundry list of people to talk to after. Um, yeah, you ain't this kidding. Labor Day trip. I don't know. I, we were, these runs prime racing guys that just uh, spawned out of thin fucking air, and now they're uh, <laughs> feuding <laughs> with the Walt boys. Uh, <laughs> I'm entertaining. I've been interested to meet those guys. Uh, What's for funny sure. is, is I'm trying to work a trade deal with a Walt and with a Runs Prime guy. <laughs> <laughs> so that had to have been one of the best things I've ever done was posting that video from S'more and 
you know, just kind of poking the bear with both sides on that. They did get you pretty good saying you're literally posting a video of yourself fucking or I guess oh, no. the I context was... isn't there though because you made it on three yeah. tires. <laughs> um, but I was the guy that posted the video of Nick's rig with everyone dancing and was like right, yep, th- yep. Um, oh. and yeah that was that was definitely a little cell phone but I'm on the side of chaos and if that means a little self-destruction I'm okay with it. my favorite was the one that i reposted where it was like the prime racing punching the shit out of the vault crawler and then us the background (laughs) taking a video oh my god that shit was so comedy it was so good so good oh yeah that that was fun i i definitely appreciate both of those groups posting very fun memes and then getting us involved that was fantastic both I can't speak for the Runs Prime guys yet, but the Waltz guys are awesome. They're just a blast to <laughs> hang out with. And it certainly seems like the Runs Prime guys are in the same uh, vein of fun. So always a good time. The only problem I've got now is like I have to go to the uh, Trash Bin event with Waltz because now I can't miss that. And it's in Kentucky, so it's only like five and a half hours away. So I'm going to go and freeze my balls off in November. Dude, it's cold. Hey, what's the deal it's not on that, that cold. Uh, it gets cold. No, it doesn't. It I do. need some info on that run, Luke. Um, if I over rigged together by then. Yeah, I'll send it over to you. But essentially, we're just going to rush off road. Um, oh, cool! It's a three-day party weekend. Um, the guy that's got that police XJ I sent you some pictures of is going to be there. Frankie's going to be there, and the Walt boys are going to be there. So, sweet. It'll be a party. Um, and I'm trying to get a couple of the Waltz boys to go to Stony Lonesome with uh, Logan and myself in October. So that's going to be another. We get y'all out to Wallsville. Yeah. Ohio. Ew. Ohio's not real. No, it's not real. <laughs> Neither is Illinois. Going. It so, might not. Go ahead. I was going to say that I kind of wanted to dive in a little bit to uh, what you've been doing to your buddy's rig. Is it uh, just a repair thing or is it like a full blown like start to finish project? So he bought this rig pretty much turnkey. It's a LT1 V8 out of 94 Firebird, I believe, to a Turbo 400, and it had a Dana 300 in it, Chevy 60, 14 bolt, 43 SXs, Raceline beadlocks, just your typical East Coast trail rig. And um, I think it's sitting at like 109 inch wheelbase. And he went through, I believe, four Dana 300s this year Holy because shit. he was just running stock ones and um, decided to upgrade to an Atlas, which has proved to be a major headache in trying to get the Atlas to fit. Um, the exhaust needs totally reworked. The Atlas barely fit in the subframe. It Personally, if it was my rig, I just would have upgraded the outputs on the 300 and thrown a four to one kit in it. But um, he decided to go the Atlas route, and he's paying me to get it all together. He'll be down there at Good Evening. His name's Colton Fryer. Um, he's coming down with my group, and I have to have it done by Sunday. That way I can work on the Liberty Sunday to Thursday and leave Friday morning. 
So I'm only three and a half hours from Good Evening, so it won't be too bad. That sounds yeah. reasonable. Quick old transfer case install and yeah, out the door and drive shafts and exhaust and oh, well, floor. Yeah. yeah, well, you don't duct tape and bailing wire. I'm hearing duct tape and bailing wire. You can make a duct tape floor. I'm sure it'd be pretty strong if you use like six rolls. <laughs> well, it has really nice aluminum panels. They just need trimmed to fit around the at the top of the atlas. Oh, well, that's but, easy. Um, Get the grinder out. Yeah, it's it's just all a bunch of little stuff at this point. The biggest headache was having to bench press an atlas a dozen times to try to get it in. And he had bought a shorty adapter that he wanted to run, but then the transmission output was too long. So then I had to put the longer adapter back on it. And then once the longer adapter was back on it, there wasn't enough room between the four link cross member on the back of the subframe and the back of the transmission for the Atlas to fit through the bottom. So then I had to go through the top and cut out a seat tube and drop it in from the top. Mm. So it was, I think it was a three evening clusterfuck trying to get the case physically bolted to the transmission. Jeez. Yeah, that sucks. That's why so I like that was... should have taken 45 minutes, took me three nights. Yeah. At four well, hours. That's how it goes. It's that when you're changing, I mean, an Atlas is definitely larger than a, a 300 by it's a good margin. It's double. Double the size. It is insanely large compared oh. to it, at least one and a half times yeah. the size. I was going to say, it, it's probably similar in size to a 205, maybe a little smaller. Yeah. I would say similar size, but shaped differently, so it's a little easier to package. Mm. The 205 has that weird, like, mounting... But you can cut that off. And, right. But, um... But still, it's... I think an Atlas is a should. little easier to... Right. The Atlas is a little easier to package, but it's still a headache. And the subframe is very tight on it. Yep. So, I'll get it done. It's just frustrating. I'm just gonna grind it out. Yeah, well, and... What's going to be very interesting is I there's no space to fit. This buggy had true dual exhaust on it mm-hmm. with long yeah. glass packs and rear exit. So, yeah. and that fit past the Dana 300 between the 300 and the subframe. Well, now since the Atlas is in there, I physically cannot fit uh, the exhaust past the Atlas on the passenger side. So now we're doing M80 shorty glass packs with turndowns out of the subframe for this trip. That's going to be fucking obnoxious. <laughs> it already was. It's going to be even worse now. But the correct fix is cutting and spinning the bottom of his header and then taking the exhaust out around the front of the oil pan. We don't have time for that before Labor Day. So mm-hmm. it's the make it work and then make it right after. It's a rock crawler. You don't need a fancy exhaust. It's just going to get smushed anyways. Exactly. That's, uh, I still need to find a muffler for mine because mine did the, did the delete. Uh, I don't know where. Ask Marvell. I gave him a, uh, not a thrust. What's the one with the little bird on it? Is that thrust? Yeah, that's thrush. That's thrush. Thrush. Uh, That that might've been given to somebody else, but I need something. And my, my packaging restrictions are like 16 to 18 inches maximum in the size of the Uh, thing. 
because it's got to fit between my uh, traction bar pivot and the front cross member and uh, all the transmission crap that's right there. You couldn't um, squeeze a long, skinny ga- glass pack in there? That's what oh, I, I always ran could. on my Cherokee. Or I could. Do... I was like hoping very loud. Like a big, long one or what? Yeah, like the 24-inch skinny glass, like the long and skinny glass pack you can just get at the parts store. Yeah, I, just I may I may have to do that. And... I'm I know I'm not a huge fan of the sound of those, but it's better than like straight piped uh halfway right. to the back of the rig. So why not do like what me and Luke did with like the little race cat style? I mean, it does. I mean, actually, that's fair. You don't have the two down cats at your manifold, nope. do you? I got nothing Ooh, anymore. It's just straight mine. out. <laughs> and that, yeah, I mean, I'm uh, hoping this motor doesn't have the. Back the reason the muffler fell off is because the thing was the old Ronald 1.0 was backfiring like a fucking I don't even know like <laughs> it just nonstop like the thing would not stop backfiring. There is literally vacuum plugs. You know those plugs that we put on my uh, intake way way back. Well, I put actual plugs on it, and uh, the the smaller of the three plugs there. Uh, is ripped in half because I'm pretty sure it was backfiring and just blowing. It was it was <laughs> putting the pressure the wrong way, and instead of ripping it off, it just blew the top off. Like it's there, it just has a. It's like a tractor flap. It's not doing anything. Right. So, what brand of chewing gum are we gonna try this time? Uh, what did we try last time? That's the first trident. Trident. Yeah, trident's yeah, not that's it. A problem. Five yeah, might maybe, work. Uh, I was just maybe five. Yeah. I don't know. I, this, this motor, this motor has nobody anything because it's literally it has to just survive this trip. If it survives this trip, I'll be happy. If it survives uh, a couple trips afterwards, even better. But I could care less. It just needs to survive right. this one. Um, is Field and Forest in October still a thing? That is from what I remember. Yep. Okay. If you're interested in going, shoot me a message. There's like there are limited amounts of people we can bring um, cuz i think there're going to be other clubs there this is uh uh me uh setting expectations Sean if you're listening cuz Sean did uh tell me did let me know that so uh if people want to go there's likely you can go just shoot me a message and so right. we can make sure we have the right amount of people i would definitely uh, like to and put me on the list but Ask me two weeks before because I don't know what's going to happen with rigs <laughs> and everything else between now and then. Well, cool. Lord knows you can't keep anything fucking for more than six months. <laughs> six months? <laughs> Shit, three. <laughs> <laughs> it's bad. Well, see, my issue is I really need a buggy. I am at that point of I need to get into a tube chassis, I need to get into a buggy, and I've been screwing with all this other bullshit. And I lose motivation and get bored easily. So um, I guess that's a good segue into Rock Raisin Fab that I'm starting up. Um, I'm starting up a side business doing DIY chassis kits that are going to be pretty inexpensive compared to the competition. Um, I'm shooting for a base model DIY kit to be right around $3,000 ship. And that'll be your main structure for a tube chassis, for a buggy chassis. Um, a lot of the like, 
the windshield V bar support bars and like the cross bracing in the cage. Everybody has their own style and the things they like to do with that stuff anyway. So a lot of a lot of the detail and secondary tubes won't be in there for the base price. And then I'll also sell a complete kit for um probably right around four thousand dollars shipped. Um and that's continental United States shipping. Um but I'm starting to get that off the ground. I got a couple of designs going and a couple. God damn it, man. I spent what fucking at least two or three discord sessions I... for at least two <laughs> to three hours sitting here going, no, we're not doing that. Let's fucking try and standardize it somewhat <laughs> right. here. Motherfucker. Okay. So I have a couple final designs. I, two. um, two, let's be real. You said a couple. Right a couple is two. Yeah, a few is three, bitch. So it's yeah. both a 52-inch wide trail chassis that there's a three-seat model and a two-seat model. From the B-pillar forward, they're totally identical. So if somebody buys a two-seat and then has a kid three years down the line, they can just order a back half from me and make theirs into a four. Um, the three-seater... I did design it around a 36-inch Corbo bench, but that's only for if you're going to have kids back there. You couldn't fit two full-height adults. But um, you can't. Their heads would just be sticking above the cage. (laughs) Right. So safety. I'm calling it a three-seater because if you want to fit a third full-size person, you could put just like another Corbo bucket back there. Just like angle it right. No PRPs. No PRPs. We're not allowing PRP seats. Only Corbos. (laughs) What's wrong with PRPs? Nothing. You just only say you're only calling out Corbos. (laughs) That's because that's what I have. The Liberty (laughs) has a pair of Corbos and I'm I'm just more familiar with the Corbo stuff. I'm too cheap for PRP. I feel that. Um, They're nice. The part that I can't complain. The part well, I that I kind of complain. Leather on mine's kind of ripping apart, and it's only been how many years? Because it's leather, bro. It ain't real. What do you mean? I will yeah, say when I... you, know, my, you wouldn't if if your Mercedes seat was starting to fucking die in four years, you'd have a conniption. It's because you're not taking your fucking Jeep to the mall like every other bitch with the Mercedes is. Uh, I mean, like, it goes <laughs> to the mall. It can do that. <laughs> Can it, Mr. Fred Flintstone at the moment? (laughs) (laughs) You help me put the new motor in it. It'll go to the ball. You just wait. You just wait. It's my one requirement to go to Good Evening. We have to hit a mall. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, they have a Harbor Freight, a Tractor Supply, and art stores. It's like a redneck mall. It's perfect. (laughs) That Tractor Supply was a nice Tractor Supply. It was. It is. It's right next to that uh, uh, side-by-side store. (laughs) Oh yeah, I forgot that's in the same uh buy a side by side. They'll pay for your one day pass to Good Evening Ranch so that you can send it in for warranty work. It's great. Uh it's Hey, that that'd be a great sales pitch. It would. I um I took our X3 down there earlier this year and attempted to run Cripple Creek. Um it wasn't enjoyable. Okay. <laughs> So before we get too far on the diversion, let's let's angle back over towards right. the chassis stuff because right. I know us, and we're never going to come back to that. 
Um, right. What I was trying to say earlier, though, the part that I really like is with the work that we put into it, because I did help you quite a bit with it. Um, Absolutely. Jeez, way to toot your own fucking horn, bud. Oh, yeah. No, I'm... <laughs> I'm going to toot my own horn because there's probably about 36 hours of phone conversations and yeah. at least 12 hours of Discord conversations that have gone into trying to help him with this. I so, think Luke talks to me more than you guys at this point. <laughs> <laughs> probably. Possibly. I told you, um, boyfriends. <laughs> hey, we're sharing a room. Casey can go and sleep. Potential on the couch. sugar daddy? <laughs> hey, yo. <laughs> <laughs> Which um, one's the sugar daddy in this situation? <laughs> Which one uh, has the nicer seats? <laughs> I was going to say, Corbeau's. There he oh, no. <laughs> I was going to say, I'm not laid off. So. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's All right. Well, that's Sugar Daddy status achieved. <laughs> yep. All right. Sugar Daddy. Uh, but so, anyway, back to the buggy. Uh, yeah. The part that I find cool about it is that it is a super wide subframe car. Um, so basically you could probably end up fitting an eco box to a 205 with either side drop and still not have issues with getting into clearance. You're going to have to run a carrier bearing to get it through the front, I think. Yeah, more likely. And, um, then the other part that I like is with the weight restrictions, for the 4800 class, if you build it out on the heavy side, you're still going to be well within the weight restrictions to be legal in that class with the 188 tubes that you threw in right. there. What Actually, it is even, um, even with inch and three quarter 120 pillars, it would still be 4800 legal as long as it falls under, what is it, 4700, 4800 pounds? 46. Uh, 4,600 pounds. So that's, I feel like that's more than doable in a V8 trail car at this point. Most of them fall under 4,000. That's wild. So, um, this does have, uh, inch and three quarter 188 for the A pillar, B pillar, the A to A connector, the sliders, and the subframe. And, um, I have no problem making one with 120 wall pillars if somebody wants that but i figured most guys are moving the 188 for your typical trail bouncer trail rig situation yeah just extra security right you don't want really you don't really want those to fucking bend no yeah right. preferably <laughs> and the other part that i thought was kind of cool is that there's very few overall bends in it so it's a very easy to replace parts on car you yeah, can just Go ahead. I did a very good job with segmenting everything with that in mind. That if somebody would wad up the front of it, they don't have to cut out to the B pillar. The f there is there is a noticeable front clip, midsection, rear clip. You don't need to replace an entire tube front to back or anything like that if something happens. Hmm. That's pretty rad. Do you Do actually you have any tubes that run the whole horizontal length of the car? Can or are you just meaning it's in chunks? Or you can have um, it in chunks? It's in chunks. So I have, I believe it's the dash bar, the harness bar, and at the top of the B is all um, straight tubes with nodes. Mm -hmm. And then the front half notches to that. The rear half obviously notches 
to the B with a, and that's a node. So it's mm-hmm. really just, um, I have the open-ended horizontal tubes there, like most of the modern chassis do. Oh, it looks like Luke's oh, gotcha. What I'm getting is what I'm hearing. What'd you say? It looks like Luke's it. cage is what I'm getting is what I'm hearing. I threw some pictures up for you in a uh, podcast. Okay, yeah, I can. That makes more sense. The pictures definitely help uh, so, visualize this. Okay, my only concern is is if you look at any Ultra Four rig, like if we're looking at. We'll look at the uh, just the uh, two seater. I'm assuming maybe three seater. I don't know if you could fit a third seat there, uh, which I'm would be the third trying... photo. Where did you put them? I'm They're under the go. podcast. Uh, okay. Yep. Every Ultra Four car that I've seen has a continuous A to C, A up across and then down to the C. Right. Uh, do you find that you have any concerns with that being a weld point in? Like in that matter, um, I wasn't very concerned with it. Um, I'm not opposed to doing a continuous A to C on it either. Um, I'm still fairly early in the de- into the development of everything. The um, the first chassis just got ordered, and it I believe was shipping today. So mm-hmm. it's going to be kind of our prototype to work out any kinks with this one for the future chassis. Yeah, you. What was it? You sold the three seater, and you are going to be working on eventually the two seater yourself, or similar. Yeah, I think that's the route I'm going to go. Um, I have a friend of mine that might be interested in the two seat, so I don't know what I'm going to do for my personal car yet. But I'll be ordering mine here fairly shortly. And for my situation with Emma, it I would be better off having a three seat. Yeah, that makes but, sense um, to me. Yeah. I like and the lines on the three better. It gives more of a party rig vibe to me, but Right. I'll um I'll actually try to input some updated pictures. The pictures you have are pretty dated. Or I can just send them to you, Luke, and you can upload yeah, I'll them. Yeah, take care of that. Uh now okay. back to your A to C discussion, Cody. Mm-hmm. So I think personally, I get why that is done. Um, But in the instance with a lot of the Ultra 4 cars, the chassis are viewed more as a wear item where they will just cut whole sections of tube out and it's already been done on a CAD file. It is much harder for the average person to be able to go in and replace that entire bar. Uh, with the extra bends that are in there. And but didn't, didn't you just say that you guys are designing, or pardon me, not you guys, whoever it may have been, des- uh, designing it so that way in case of like front-end style collision or rear collision, you could just cut that piece and then repurchase yes. or rebuild? Right. But and then you just is... said that in Ultra 4, it's, they're considering their vehicles they... as wear items? I'm confused on how... Yes. So, okay. I well, think what Luke Tony, was trying to get at... Let me... Let me do it. Okay, good. What I was getting at is that on the Ultra 4 teams, they consider their chassis more of a wear item. Um, mm-hmm. From what I have read in the rules, it does not say that that one piece of tube has to be a singular piece of tube. So with the design that we have kind of thrown together and whatnot, it is far easier to cut sections out and repair it and keep the car going 
compared to having the infrastructure behind it that you would have on a legit race team. Yeah, most race teams, when they cut a car apart, they seem to take the whole top half of it off, or they go way more in-depth with tube replacement than most um, average people will, Mm -hmm. where at least with my design, it'll be just a bit easier to, if you want to replace just the A's, you can replace just the A's and leave the B intact if it's still usable. Um, I mean, I, I totally understand that, and I'm, I hear what you're saying, but I, I don't know. Their engineering team has to get paid and have more knowledge than, than, like, than me, so I've, I'm just assuming that they know what the hell they're doing why, in your guys' professional opinions, for somebody who is considering, you know, going this route and doing this, like, why go completely different than what the, I don't know, what I would call the professional side of, you know, our sport? Because uh, we could, I can double check Jesse Haynes' chassis too. We can consider them into this uh, conversation. Well, I mean, so- Hold on. Let me cook, motherfucker. Goddamn. But what I'm saying is, is like, you know, they have an engineering team that probably has done a lot of research and development in this to where that is the, like, as you said, they don't give a shit about the car. They just want to make sure that their driver is safe, which is something that if you are producing your own chassis, might want to take into consideration. Is just all I'm kind of throwing out there. That's all. Oh, I've absolutely taken that into consideration, and I'm not worried about any um, strength deficits from that joint compared to a bent tube. Um, there's a lot of cars nowadays that are going to a lot of straight tubes and less bends, and um, I actually, I do take a lot of inspiration more from the competition rock crawler side and the just technical crawler side of stuff than I do Ultra 4, mm-hmm. um, just because that's the world I'm involved in. I mean, there's a lot more competitive rock crawling near me than there is Ultra 4. So mm-hmm. Understandable. And that's honestly, that's a change I may make on the design after the prototype gets worked out. Um, it's, I've just always been a huge fan of straight cap tubes and chassis. And that's just what I rolled with for this one specifically. Another point you can correct me if I'm wrong here, but also the cars are being built with, from what our discussions were 4,800 legality in mind, but not as the design basis. Right. Yeah. I'm not trying to build race cars. Um, my entire goal is to offer a DIY chassis kit to the everyman that has a wadded up Cherokee or a wadded up Toyota that they have built one tons and 40 inch stickies or 43 inch stickies and an LS and they have all these great parts and they're ready to move into a buggy, but don't want to spend $6,000 on a bomber, et cetera. I'm just... I'm trying to offer a more affordable option for the everyday <laughs> one ton trail rider, basically. So no, I, mean, um, I, I totally get it. I absolutely do. It's just when I see like, again, the professional side of it, and then I see this, it's like it raises uh, not a concern, but, you know, question where I'm just like, hey, why right. XYZ over ABC sort of a thing. Right. So. Well, and also um, the pictures Luke sent, like I said, are actually dated compared to the yeah, the, the three-seater he's about to send is the one that got ordered. Oh yeah, that thing's fucking sick. It almost gives me like Ibex, a fucking yeah, vibe, which is sick. 
It's kind of yeah, like an I Ibex. Took... Sorry, go, go ahead. ahead. I was going to say, it's like an Ibex slam fucked a Cherokee and that shit fell out. <laughs> yeah, it's fucking hot. <laughs> I took some inspiration from the Ibex chassis, Richard Halsey chassis, and some others. Um, I kind of kind of come up with my own design style with picking bits and pieces from other builders of like I'll look at a chassis and like one part of the design but dislike another so I just kind of made it all into one rig essentially and um and that's the I'll way I'll be completely you... honest it totally started because I'm ready to move into a buggy I want a buggy chassis and there wasn't anything on the market that was affordable that actually uh suited my needs mhm so um, I decided I'd set out on making it and then realized that if I needed something in this realm, there's other people out there that want it too. Yeah, so. it does definitely have an Ibex vibe to it. It's just like a much longer rear section on the Ibex to get yep. that third seat in there, which I kind of dig. Actually, yeah. now that I'm literally looking directly at the Ibex... It's, like, scary similar. Yeah, but it's also, like, different enough that it's definitely not the same chassis either. No, no, you're absolutely right. I just, I was just yeah. looking at it side by side, and I'm like, damn. <laughs> like, yeah, the shit. overall silhouette <laughs> is pretty similar. You um, know what one of those would look sick with? If hmm. I ever end up going that route. You should definitely throw a set of Cherokee fenders and a Cherokee hood on there and blow I've already XJ's considered mind. that. <laughs> because or I Liberty stuff. A... Well, no. Well, the oh Liberty stuff already goes on. I'm pretty sure there's already a few people that run that on the Ibex, aren't there? Yeah. Uh, the, uh... the old Avalanche engineering cars, a lot of them had a fiberglass Liberty front clip. It's fucking Dude, cool. <laughs> you know what I just thought of? That would be fucking hilarious. A commander front clip. Yes. <laughs> but expensive though, aren't those kind of those are I don't know. They're starting to show up in junkyards now. Right. <laughs> I think Yo. on a buggy narrowed, it would just look like a Cherokee front clip though. They're very similar if you're just using like the header panel. True, but it would still be funny as fuck and let me laugh. Yeah. Um, also early Bronco stuff just to get under gram skin. Right, I like it. Now we're talking. A lot of guys <laughs> run those on the Ibex. Oh, I don't know what you just threw in there, but I don't it's, like that. It's just continuous examples of people going A up and then down to C all in one. Well, it doesn't. Tube. That doesn't. It's just don't, you don't. These need are reputable that. brands that I am just. I'm just. Yeah, but a reputable brand doesn't always do the right thing. Yukon sells yeah. shitty gear sets sometimes. Like <laughs> ARB has had a bad batch of airlockers for twenty years. They all leak. <laughs> Um, I mean, look at Goodyear MTRs. MTRs. That's exactly what I was going to say, Luke. <laughs> um, I'm you just, know, and just throwing it out there, you know, this like this seems to be the status norm, and uh, going against it, like just you know, triple another, check your P's and Q's and whatnot. Another right. point is, if you are doing a computer bend, that is also a lot easier because you can just program the dragon to do the bend, the notch and everything in one shot. When you have multiple tubes meeting, if you are selling a pre-welded production chassis, that is multiple other joints that have to be hit. So 
doing a complete A to C is also a cheaper option. I, I again, all of these, if like, if the numbers show that this is the safer option, I'm not saying they are. I'm just saying if, then this just sounds like a bunch of excuses. And I don't know, like I'm just you know throwing it out there again. I could be totally fucking wrong. It's just what I am seeing the most often in the like you know in the public, if you will. So going against the status norm, if you're wrong, that may not end up very well. So it's just you know me being a secondary POV into what you guys are or you, pardon me, Anthony, are adventuring into. I apologize that I keep like pairing it up, even though it's your thing. It's just you mentioned it from him and then he's mentioned it yeah it's just my brain's a little boggled yeah. with that <laughs> so i do apologize so, well, i've bounced a lot of ideas off of luke so he can absolutely take some credit but yeah. um because then we can take I any mean, consideration nothing like, is set in stone this is i'm in the very infancy of all of this and i'm just getting started so i'm not opposed to making design changes and you honestly know, i mean especially in your three-seater Having those be separate tubes is is totally fine if you have a horizontal and then, across. Right, and that's honestly, I designed the three-seater first because that's mine. That's mm-hmm. the one I want. So I designed the three-seater, and then once the complete three-seat design was there, I took the back half off of it, shortened it up, and then just brought C-pillars down because I wanted B pillar forward to be totally compatible between the two rigs. And so that's in the two seat, I could see having a continuous A to C. Yep. But in the three seat, I feel it does make a lot more sense to have that horizontal tube there because you're not, yeah, you're not benefiting even from if you a had continuous tube in the three seater with how it's all set up. Right. I, I don't and think it gives you had, any a continuous even just for shipping purposes you would need a slug at the b pillar so at yeah. that point it's not truly continuous they're still slugging it which is an industry norm that's nothing to be scared of it's just no. what's stronger a slug continuous tube or a node probably a node if i had to assume maybe a, right. a slugged node for going crazy <laughs> <laughs> i'm pretty you're not supposed to put slugs near nodes Really? I actually have no I didn't know that nope. if that's the case. Yep. Nah. And the reason they do all the straight them. tubes is so they're easy to swap, right? And by having a continuous right. A to C pillar, if you mess that up or you bend it up and it's close to a bend or close to a node, like sorry, you're chopping the top off and putting a new tube in. I I could be totally wrong, but I've I have a feeling that's like the only way to properly do that. So by having it segmented, right, if you fuck up the front and the back is still relatively straight. I mean, that's the other right. thing you got to worry about is everything's connected. So if you fuck some one tube up, like chances are things aren't going to be square anymore, just how it goes. Right. Now, um, and this is also it's 188 pillars on this current chassis. So if you fuck them up, you're you did a pretty a good job. One. Yeah. So I would, honestly, I was just looking up different. Uh, again, quote unquote professional. We'll say professional. Right. Cage design, you know, references just to see what to like. Because if you look at like the pro mod one that I sent in, where it's like the main focus is like the B, and then the A is fully supported to the B, but it seems like the B is the main structure point. Where then if you look at the uh, the the Formula Drift version, where it's like that almost looks like hoop and yeah, not near enough triangles. Personally, 
I mean, this is from and look at all the side impact. Yeah, all the side impact protection on that. No, no, no. That's front to back structural strength. That's to keep those on the formula drift. Well, yeah. So I mean, obviously, that's. I mean, but I'm just saying, compare that that pro mod with the X on the door versus the two separate vertical bars with like structure in between. Right? That's not there for like tube strength. That's there for just brute impact strength. If you hit that sideways. On the formula drift cage, that's to keep the car that's coming in a little too hot from like hitting the guy that is piloting, if you will. So, you know, going back to it, right, it's kind of like a trail car. It's less of like a uh, race car. It's built to take more repeated impacts with easier maintenance because it's not going to be maintained by a full team. No, I mean, again, I, I I totally get it. I'm just, you know, yeah. throwing and different on another wrenches side into the note, <laughs> um, I am also working on a front-engine single-seat moon buggy design. I'm working with a couple um, professional rock crawlers on the design of that one. Um, I don't know what the... I don't really have an end goal for that one as far as when it'll be finalized or released. It just all depends on um what happens with them because they'll be getting the first one but the plan for that will be some sort of turboed four cylinder with a three speed automatic and a two speed atlas or dana 300 with fab nines or portals like your typical comp crawler stuff um but that should be a pretty cool car that the trend as far as moon buggies has always been mid-engine slash rear-engine cars. And mm-hmm. um, I've noticed some competitive rock crawlers going to like a 48-inch two-seat front-engine car for how well they climb compared to having the rear-engine configuration. So I kind of combine the two into a skinny single seat that's front-engine. Um, Pretty rad. We'll see how that one comes out. I may have to put one of those together for myself eventually as well. <laughs> Never ending um, process. <laughs> yeah. And I, I already know that if, um, if this takes off in any degree where I can afford to have a, a car a year, I'll end up rotating. I'll I start mean, out with this first one is going to be Dana 60 steer 14 bolt LS turbo 350 with an Atlas. But the next one may end up on portals with a turboed K24. Like it just oh, yeah. depends how much money I make and what I can afford to build at the time. At that point, you're just advertising, you know, so it's not a bad yep. idea at all. Absolutely. All right. So can I can I throw a diversion in now? Yeah. Sure. Feel free. Okay, so I think we covered a lot of the rock race and stuff. It's all super exciting. Can't wait to see the first car actually become something. So I was going to throw it to Graham, but he's muted. Never mind. Um, Good Evening Ranch Prep is going full steam, and it's an absolute fucking derailment for me at the very least. Um, today Today was not a pleasant day for me for that. It is I a pleasant day. You got a bunch of, of us. Graham has the most to do. Probably. 
Um, but I started out today, I was going to go to work, right? Like, just, you know, go throw a couple hours in, then go replace my unit bearing on the truck and all that. Nope. Unit bearing locked up on my way to work. So that was Oof. sick. And You don't need those. Yeah, don't need those. Um, so I called my boss. I wasn't scheduled to come in, but like I had gotten asked to come in, if that makes sense. So I was like, hey, I'm not going to make it the truck let, or the unit bearing like up. And so I pulled it into Logan's and started taking it apart. On the 05 plus axles on the stub shaft, they have this beefy ass C-clip. And I had my snap ring pliers. I had a set of internal snap ring pliers. I'm like, ah, no big deal. We'll be good. Um, so I show up at Logan's house. And he's like, yeah, I left the garage door opener in the Jeep. And I'm like, okay, cool. His Jeep's not there. So the garage door opener isn't there. So I can't get to any of the extra tools that he's got in there. So I'm working with the stuff I've got. All right, whatever. Run to Harbor Freight. Pick up my... Um, I picked up a torque set because, like, I have one torque set that's just completely mangled. Half the bits are broken. You know, it was time to replace anyway. I lost my hammer somewhere between S'more and the last wheeling trip I went on. So it was like, all right, whatever. I'll just pick up another hammer, go back, start working on the truck, get to that C-clip. Doesn't want to come apart. With the or with the snap ring pliers I had, I had picked up a set of nice ones at Harbor Freight, and so I'm like, all right, cool. They don't fit past the fucking axle shaft. Whatever. I'll just hop in the XJ and run down to Advanced and AutoZone because they're right next to each other. So I ran over there, grabbed a set of snap ring pliers, returned the busted U-joint that I got from them, go back to the truck, start working on that again. Doesn't work. Snap ring pliers. I broke the ends on them and they're like, well, you took them out of the package. We can just warranty them out, but we don't have any in stock so we can order you more. And I'm like, you guys are literally fucking useless. All right. So I'm tootling along in the Cherokee on my way back to Harbor Freight. And I bought the uh, big old icon set of snap ring pliers. And those things work great, but I smelled brakes walking into Harbor Freight, and I'm like, eh, whatever, you know, this isn't the, this is the Cherokee, I've been driving it hard, I haven't really driven it this much, and like, whatever, nope, locked up the front passenger caliper on me on my way back, so I had to wait for about an hour on the side of the road for it to cool down, and then hammer the caliper back over to be able to make it back to Logan's house with my new snap ring pliers, which was great. I got everything all reassembled, and the uh, the old unit bearing, the back of the bearing came off, and it spat the actual like um, rollers just clean out of the bearing. So that's why that failed. Um, so I had to clean up inside of the knuckle and all that, and I'm using like. A little bit of sandpaper, a couple old shirts, you know, whatever I had in the truck and the Jeep to get it all cleaned out. I reassemble everything. It goes back together nice and smooth now that I've got the right snap ring pliers. Go on my test drive and my driver front tire lets go on me. The spare tire doesn't hold air. So 
like when I say it let go, I mean I couldn't get the truck up past 20. Otherwise, it would start vibrating like the space shuttle Columbia. Um, it wasn't the Challenger because it didn't fully explode. Yeah, didn't but, the didn't they explode because it was a high oxygen uh, environment? I'm not really sure what actually caused it to explode, but uh, I'm aliens. just yeah, aliens, <laughs> aliens. <laughs> so whatever. <laughs> I pull into discount tire and um, I ended up getting bagged for a new rim, new spare, because the rim that was on the spare was the reason it was leaking, but the spare was also dry rotted to shit. So whatever, 250 bucks for a rim and a tire isn't that bad. Um, and then I put four new 35s on the truck and it actually looks nice, but like, I blew 2100 bucks today, and I am very frustrated. And Good Evening Ranch is only a week away, and I have to put calipers on. I have to go and get Graham's fucking table from Sam. Yeah, life's good. No rush. Love it. Thanks for grabbing the table, by the way. You're welcome. Table daddy. I just <laughs> don't get the table. I get need the, really the table. Need. No, you can just build your own. You no, when table Daddy thing. offers to build you a table, you buy a table from Table Daddy. That's just how it goes. <laughs> There's a lot of daddies in this fucking podcast <laughs> today. <laughs> You're a daddy, too. Yeah. yeah I'm, I'm a real daddy, yeah. <laughs> He's a real daddy, yeah. Oh, there was a terrible joke to be made. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm gonna leave that one alone. <laughs> I was gonna say she used to go. <laughs> That's fucked. We're leaving that one. That. <laughs> All right, Cody. So, what are you daddy of? <laughs> uh, oh, fuck. I'm sorry. I'm fucking crying over here. Oh, uh, nothing. No, oh, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, oh my god! So the weather's been nice lately. <laughs> well, we can. I can probably try and one up Luke on this uh, bullshit. Yeah, go for it. All right. Well, we pulled the motor out oh, of my shit. Jeep finally after uh, many weeks of uh, saying I was going to, and just AutoZone falling through on all my sensors. They gave me the CPS, but I really didn't want to change a CPS in my apartment driveway. I'm not going to lie. Uh, I've done it in a off-road park field, and that's not fun either. Um, so, And they couldn't get me the cam position sensor, which on a 2000 Cherokee also affects uh, the tax signal and all the other stuff that that entails. So that wasn't going to happen. Um, I knew I just needed to get it there. It clearly wasn't going to run to the shop. So called AAA. They told me they'd be there at 6. They didn't show up till 11. Got the Jeep in there on Monday night. I took everything off the front clip in the, you know, for a couple hours and then I went home. Me and Marvell yanked the thing. Um and I mean, I mean the motor, I I want to figure out what the hell happened to it. I don't know why it doesn't run. I'm thinking it's a sensor, but I'm not 100% sure. Um we found one of the centering pins on the bell housing for the transmission in the fucking bell housing, just rattling around. 
And we found the bushing. There's a brass bushing that holds the um, the centering shaft for the starter in place. That was also in the bottom of the pan, uh, just getting kicked around by the um, the clutch and everything. So there's some damage to all that stuff. Not critical, but sort of just uh, eyebrow raising. Like, what the fuck? Why is why is this shit falling apart? And my bell housing isn't in great shape to begin with. It's uh, pitted to hell. It's aluminum and it's pitted. I don't know what the fuck happened, but it's not. <laughs> All those in... third gear clutch dumps haven't been uh, nice to uh, it. Huh? Honestly, it's been like that since I bought it. Uh, because the story behind that is I had a... that It's an 89 transmission, uh, so it had an internal slave. I had nothing but problems getting that internal slave to bleed properly. It never felt right. Mm. It never performed like... You just never could tell what it was going to do. It was always inconsistent. There was always right. air in it. I could never get it out. So I bit the bullet and got all the um, external slave parts for that transmission. That's how committed to this stupid 89 transmission I am. Uh, but bell housings were ridiculous prices, and I found one that wasn't a ridiculous price. Uh, and oh, I'll call him out. It was, it was from Dead Jeep. And, uh, after getting the transmission bell housing, I realized why it was so cheap. It's because the thing is literally like half gone. It doesn't look like an aluminum bell housing should. So, uh, I don't know. I've been running it for years. It's never given me an issue, but that doesn't mean it won't give me an issue. It's definitely got some structural uh, weaknesses in it that uh, could cause problems. And if it's spitting centering pins out, that doesn't give me great hope for it so mm -hmm. if my transmission right. separates from ronald 2.0 at good evening ranch i wouldn't be surprised but uh, it also wouldn't be my group's first time towing a cherokee off the trail with the transmission and motor no longer attached <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, i have no doubt that it it can be yanked off um there uh yanked me off with no i guess i still had a rear drive shaft so i was still kind of powering oh no front i had a front so I can't leave it alone. In the last five minutes, you've talked about Marvel and Jason yanking something on with you. So hey yo, hey yo, <laughs> you just be yanking all the things. What can I say? Uh, <laughs> uh, so so yeah, the motor's out. I have another motor, uh, which is I want to say it looks like it's in slightly better condition. It's a '99, not a 2000, so the head won't crack. But it also has been sitting in the same wagon that the other one was sitting in for two years. Uh, so I don't have high hopes for Ronald 2.0, but it's free and I have it and it should work for my uh, needs for one trip. Uh, whereas Ronald 1.0 doesn't even run. Uh, so Ronald made it through three trips. It's fine. That's plenty. I mean, he could probably run for some more, but I don't trust him. And he also is leaking way too much shit. Uh, I'm pretty I sure the rear seal motor. Yeah, well, I don't really want to have to swap another motor into it at Good Evening because it's kind of a pain in the ass to take them out of my rig. It takes a couple hours. Um, well, like before the trip, just go pull Cody's motor and bring it with you. It's not like he's ever going to win an again. option. We know that one runs good. Uh, what? What, <laughs> what are we taking out of what? We're, we're oh, taking it from your Cherokee. No, that's the one I need. You don't wheel anyway. 
I, it, it's in hibernation. It's not dead yet. So don't, don't, <laughs> don't get no important internal organs, you fuckers. What I'm are we stealing now? I in, in the group chat. Oh, bring it yeah. down a good evening and let's break that bitch in half. Yeah. Yeah. We <laughs> so, just, you know, just we'll go buy a two place, Graham. We'll throw them both. <laughs> hey, you borrow that green trailer. Auto can, uh, uh, really my, do. My stock ass fucking truck with the 47 re that's never been properly rebuilt to my knowledge after being told it was uh it'll tow it fine speaking of which did you ever get that squared away oh yeah we did so i changed um uh, for some for some context that people don't know i've got a 2000 dodge with the classic 47 re everyone's favorite transmission in the world um i've towed dumb things with it it's gone really far it's never given me issues it started giving me like a hesitation into two three uh so i was doing some thinking and then we had like the the speed sensor when me and rj went to go pick up my new orange hatch it was like it was acting up it wasn't shifted or it, the, the the speedometer sensor was acting up like it was reading 60 and then it would shoot down to 45 when we were clearly not going 45 and then back up and just doing weird things So. I grabbed it's all the, gen. yeah, I grabbed this, I grabbed a bunch <laughs> of new sensors. I grabbed a gasket. I grabbed a bunch of fluid, um, and yanked it, yanked it down. I did the governor pressure and I think it's the e, EPC. Those might be the same thing. There's two sensors right next to each other that are easy to change in there. Um, and I know one of them is gov pressure and, um, yanked it down things full of metal which is not abnormal that's what it was it had that much metal in it when i pulled it down the first time uh about a year ago before this rebuild um and changed the filter out changed the sensors out which had never been changed and i was looking at them and unless somebody put in like oem original sensors when they rebuilt this thing it hasn't been rebuilt uh you can tell the rebuilt ones have like a little like torx bolt in the middle of the sensor and these ones did not they looked oem as fuck and i i was told this transmission was rebuilt now i'm not mad if it hasn't been because it's been doing fine but i was just kind of surprised to see that the sensors were as far as i can tell the original sensors from 2000 um so it's i don't know how much more life it's got left in it but putting the new fluid in it changing the sensors, cleaning it all out, uh, new filter, all that stuff. It shifts mint again. It's, it's doing good. So uh, that's one less thing for me to worry about on the truck. We got that sorted and pulled it out, and now it's driving around. It's doing good. Um, Sweet. Jeep, other than the motor and just little miscellaneous shit, um, I'm going to try to bend that tie rod back because it's pushing the fittings the wrong way i think that's i'm gonna try to take that out tomorrow and see if we can bend it back into shape um put the the red labels on that shouldn't be too too bad taking the um razors off of those rims is easy taking the red labels off sucks but uh we shouldn't have any problem removing those and putting the other ones on it'll take about six hours though cody so it'll be fine it's not a it's it's easy but it's not a you know it's time consuming <laughs> so uh prepare yourself for that we'll just um, one at a time i got yeah, plenty we'll do we, one got, a day. we got all weekend i don't you don't have any plans so i might uh, have to work one, one of the days this weekend so that way i don't have to get mandated next weekend so we'll see okay yeah we'll yeah. do that 
we still got one out of two days on a weekend. You can put all my tires together. That's plenty um, of time. Yeah. You focus the motor. I figure figure out the circley things. It's fine. Yeah, I gotta so. do. We got a bunch. Of, I got all the gaskets for that motor. I'm not. I'm doing like bare minimum. I'm putting new gaskets on as much stuff as I can possibly do, just because. Uh, lesson learned with Ronald one is uh, we didn't gasket anything minus like the manifolds because we needed to change those and it didn't end up going so hot uh the rear like i said i think the rear main seal was leaking like a sieve um a bunch of other random crap was leaking uh and it was just making a mess and it sounded horrible (laughs) to boot so it's not like it was like a clean nice motor that just was making a mess it was a disgusting motor that had a million you know tons of blow by per minute uh, <laughs> that video of you running it and then giving it some gas and it just blowing by the crankcase that's <laughs> beautiful well, that is a artistic piece of cinema that, I'll give that motor credit where credit is due I was running that thing with no coolant like literally nothing because I just thought the sensor was reading wrong because I've never had a 4.0 that uh, actually ran rank coolant <laughs> First off, off that that drank coolant to that extent, uh, but also just usually, at least in the uh, my other motor situation, when it did that, when it was running hot, it started to lose power. This one did not lose power. It was pegged at 260 for a considerable amount of time, and it I was sitting only there like stronger. with full power, uh, not having any problems with the thing doing what it's doing, just uh, like. Giving it more gas, taking a video like, haha, look, it's a 260. <laughs> and then I get back and that thing's boiling the oil out of the, the, the head. I'm like, huh, let's probably check the coolant. And sure enough, there's <laughs> nothing. Uh, like, there was, there was coolant in the overflow tank, but there was nothing in the block, so it couldn't pull it into the, into the fucking oh. radiator. <laughs> like, there was no pressure to pull it. So the no coolant thing brought this up. I was over at Logan's with my shit box, and I was like, hey, can you check it? And he's like, yeah, it's got coolant in it. I'm drinking a Natter Day. I poured the rest of the Natter Day in there, and now she is fucking runs prime, boys. Oh, yeah. One you for me, one for the Jeep. <laughs> and I will say, uh, I ended up using that, because uh, obviously the head gasket's blown if it's leaking that much coolant. It wasn't leaking it onto the ground. It must have been burning it. Um, I used one of those uh, head gasket sealer thingies. It worked like moderately well, I'd say. It was still drinking coolant, but it wasn't overheating anymore. So that's cool. Um, yeah, it, it had about a third oh. of a bucket in it, including what was in the motor and the radiator, which is not enough. I don't. I, I'm pretty sure a four O is supposed to have more than that. But Bram, um, I just realized. It wasn't drinking coolant. It was internally cooling the pistons. Oh yeah, yeah. Well, that's all. That's clearly what race what car be happening. Yeah, yeah. So I don't know. That's uh, pretty much the situation with my shit. I've got. I think I've got plenty of time to put that motor together and do all the things I need to do. Assuming my drive shaft comes in, I did buy another drive shaft from Adam's drive shaft because I'm okay, retard. Uh, we'll see how that goes. Um, it's a, they, I don't think they fucked it up this time though. Um, it cost me more than I was expecting, but you know, with all the crazy prices on shit these days, I wasn't super surprised, but they, 
they didn't charge it as one thing. They charged it as uh, two separate charges. So I called and was like, are you sure you meant to charge me two ninety and then two ninety nine, Or was that just like a mistake and I'm waiting on the uh, return charges? Like, nope. No cost, way. Cost you 600 bucks. I was they like, hit you for nice. that much? Yep. Dude. I heard that's a gay tax. Yeah. yeah maybe. Uh, Might be. They must have gotten confused with you. <laughs> they, they, they know I'm the sugar daddy, so... <laughs> uh, <laughs> Because I know my Tom Woods thirteen fifty was six fifty, but I mentioned oh, okay. Then that's, that's that's in the ballpark. Then it was technically cheaper than yeah. it was cheaper than six hundred, and it is a thirteen fifty all around one twenty wall or something tubing, and that's um, not terrible. Flange on one end and whatnot. So I, I guess that's normal. Then I'm not worried. Also, I'm not worried about it. It is what it is. If it holds up, I don't care. Yeah, my rig's got that freakishly long rear drive shaft in it, too, because I'm running that single case, and then I've got like six and a half inches of stretch in there, too. So it's it's a long, big drive shaft. Yeah, and then, uh, the rear's been doing fine since I had it uh, rebuilt, other than the fact that it's not balanced, which isn't... I mean, it's kind of their fault, but I hate to keep throwing shade at them, but uh, they, they messed it up. I'm not even going to go into it. There's other episodes. Find the episode where I bitch about it because it, it, they're not. It's uncommon. at least five. You can just randomly pick one where it's with the boys and you might find it. Um, yeah. So you going to be ready? I think I'll be ready. I've got, I mean, I just got to grab the trailer. The truck's good to go. I got to deal with the, the drums in the back of the truck. For whatever reason, I adjust the things in the neck. By the end of the week, it's they're They're back to feeling like crap again. And I know exactly what it is, because when I up- adjust that drum, it fixes it. it, it the brakes feel like they should. But That's obnoxious. Yeah, so I, I have the disc axle for that thing. I just need to put it in and call it a day. Um, but that's a lot Dude. more work than I can do in a, in a week and a half. So um, Yeah. And I've dealt I... with those brakes forever, and since I got that... Um, the prodigy brake controller i've had no issues like i think i was telling you luke when i was down at your place and i may have mentioned it in a previous podcast but night and day versus that no name brand piece of shit that i got from colin for like i think he just gave it to me that thing worked for a while but it didn't break unless you pressed the button otherwise you're just putting no voltage to it it was stupid and i don't know if it was the like the the angle i know those things are like gyro sensors maybe the sensor was just fucked but uh, night and day. I mean, it almost breaks too well. Like I have to adjust it down if I'm in stop and go because it stops so suddenly. Um, <laughs> so actually, having the trailer brakes work helps relieve the stress on my my shitty truck brakes. But um, that'll get sorted out. I've driven hundreds and hundreds of miles on the brakes as they are now and never had a problem. Uh, we just gotta leverage those trailer brakes a little bit. Nah, who needs trailer brakes? It just annoys me that I adjust it right. Like, I'm not a dumbass. I know to adjust a drum brake. And this thing just, it spits the parts off. Uh, I've put them on in various ways to, like, try to get it to not do that. And just always spits them off. It messed up the... Have you reversed the adjusters? I have. They're actually on backwards because they're stamped wrong. And it says left is right and right is left. When in reality, you're never going to get the part to adjust with them on the way that they're stamped. So... And you have uh, the thing that actually holds the adjuster from backing off, like the uh, little little the flag cable. thing. Isn't there a little flag that usually you can? 
Yeah, um, the, the flag is the the part that actually does the adjusting. Yeah, yeah, when you're, yeah. Oh, but the they're stamped backwards on the on on my on the kit that I got at least the the spring kit and rebuild kit that I got they they were the wrong way. Like I put them in, and my critical thinking skills were going. This is not how I've seen drum brakes and like flags uh, adjuster adjuster flags installed before, right? Uh, mm-hmm. So then, sure enough, I flip them around, and then it's you know it actually works. So I don't know. Maybe I did put them in backwards, and I'm just an idiot. But I've done drum brakes before, and <laughs> those things are definitely <laughs> stamped the wrong way. Um, the issue is there's a tensioner like cable spring thing yep. that goes on that flag, and it always kicks it off. And at this point, it's probably stretched to fuck because it's been dang. It was just flapping in there for uh, hundreds of hours. Um, but have you considered swapping know. those two? I have a feeling what the the issue might be that that uh, e-brake cable to that side is seized and it's not doing anything, so it's not tightening up like it's supposed to. That's my current theory. Now every other theory I've had and I've fixed that, it hasn't fixed the problem. So we'll have to see. Mm. <laughs> and I, I'm not really looking to do e-brake cables on it because I'm planning on putting a different axle in the back of it anyways, so I'm kind of holding off. It's, But th- that might be it, because I know that cable looks pretty beat. Huh. But well, anyways. <laughs> that's, anyways. That's, that's what I got going on with the, with the Jeep and the truck and trailer uh the trailer's got a patched tire too sean's giving me a trailer with a tire with a nail in it fortunately he has a spare but we'll see it that trailer has not given me shit yet bring a spare for the spare brother you gotta come with me me. buy me a spare that's your your tax your tax is you buy a spare not going you buy a spare spare broke oh i lost my wallet you know um Mm -hmm. i forgot my it forgot in my other pants that's the problem i've brought the wrong pants uh okay well (laughs) there's a reason you're not a daddy exactly (laughs) keep forgetting his wallet you can be my tire daddy (laughs) (laughs) oh shit well i mean we're hitting two hours, which we did not even think we were gonna even touch, which is pretty fucking impressive. I mean, Are we're we? kind of my yeah, recording says an hour and thirty-five. Started at six forty-two. Oh yeah, I guess that doesn't make sense. Why does it say two hours ago then? Fucking liar! It's, it's just the bot being the bot. Um, fucking bot. <laughs> I will say I am fucking super excited for the event. I am super excited for the shenanigans that will be going down Saturday night, and uh. Yeah, that's kind of it from me. I'm also super excited to see what happens with uh, Rock Rays and Fab. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I'm super excited for you, dude. That's, uh, honestly, when you first were talking about building a chassis, I was like, yeah, you might build a couple uh, and, and have one cut or two, but I, I'm, I've been impressed with all the legwork you've put into that shit so far. And I'm sorry, I can't take half your calls because I'm in a fucking work meeting. <laughs> I That's fine. Them. He blows me up anyway. <laughs> That's what I figured. I, I, like, I feel bad, but I'm like, next victim's Luke. <laughs> or, <laughs> or, or vice versa. I don't know if I'm second or What first, did I miss? I just went and put my daughter to bed. Oh, uh, we were just praising you for, uh, you know, rock grinding raisin. on the rock raisin stuff <laughs> and giving you shit for calling uh, everybody constantly. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, 
<laughs> the reason behind that is I've been standing in the middle of a solar field making hundreds of connections a day on solar panels, not talking to anybody. So yep. I just go through my contacts and call all my friends because I'm fucking <laughs> bored. <laughs> yeah, you guys pretty- aren't the only ones. It's there's a whole group of y'all that I call during the day. <laughs> that's what I, a- that's what I said. I said if if I don't feel bad if I don't pick up because I know you've got uh, other victims on the list yeah. that you can call. <laughs> Richie, pretty much, but oh. um, that'll be over with here next week. So, um, I won't be calling as much. Dang it! Well, now we don't have something to look forward to. You're an asshole. That's <laughs> fine. I didn't my call you still... anyway. So <laughs> <laughs> my phone's still going to be getting blown up, and it be what it be. Um, but I'm just I'm excited to see that first production chassis come to fruition, and what changes come after it uh, arrives. For sure, and um, I think the owner of it's going to have a very interesting build. So. Um. Well, it'll be interesting to see how everything gets shoehorned into it. That'll be cool. Um, For sure. You'll have to send me pictures as that's going down because I want to see how all my input goes into it and everything. Um, Absolutely. I'm uh, I'm still waiting to hear from a buddy of mine on um, getting a jig cut for it. Um. I'm going through a fairly large company for the um, tube cutting and bending, but for any of the um, like tab work and jigs and things like that, I have a friend of mine that has a really small fabrication shop that he does a lot of plasma table work. So I kind of want to kick whatever work I can to him as far as just like plate goes. Um, yeah, it makes perfect sense. So other yeah, question, because we were starting to wrap up when you yeah. came back. How many people are coming down? I know Gage is bringing the Cummins YJ, right? So I'll start listing people off. Gage is bringing the Cummins YJ. Fuck yeah. J- Jason Kemmer is bringing the Comanche. Craig is bringing his YJ. Jake is bringing the Samurai. Fuck yeah. I want to wheel with Jake again. It's been a while. Yeah, and uh, he just made some improvements on to, well, what we're hoping are improvements to the suspension of that. Um, The coils were captured on both ends, so he had very little travel. So he just um, redid the coil buckets to, he just gained like five inches of down travel. Damn. So hopefully that rig will work way better than it was. And it got four eighty eights in the axles and a brand new set of wheels and tires. So, um, I definitely think it'll be way better. And, but yeah, so it's Jake, Craig, Jason, um, gauge me with the Liberty, my buddy Colton that I, his buggies in my shop, Colton's brother and dad are coming down. That's one or two more rigs. Um, Gage has a whole group coming because he's using this as his bachelor party. Oh, fuck oh yeah. Fucking oh, God. Fuck yeah. Hell so, yeah. That'll be one hell of a bachelor party. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right. I think Gage alone, like Gage, Jason, and crew is 10 rigs. Damn. 
right. not counting me, Craig, Jake, um, possibly Jared that made an appearance last time. Um, Richie. What? You're making noises. <laughs> Stop making I'm noises not, over there. You're not allowed to speak. <laughs> I'm not fucking doing anything. Well, something is. It's You're just, doing gl- something, What? Yeah. It's hopping and banging. You might need to turn the volume down just a little bit because it sounds like it's picking itself up again. Okay. You're good. <laughs> um. Dude, it's going to be nuts. The amount of people this year, like, I think that's why they want us to schedule before October because they weren't expecting the turnout that's now arriving. I don't think any of us were, um, to be Guys, fair. There could, there could only be like six people. Let's not, you know, let's not talk about the fucking buggy before the horse here. All right. We'll talk. Uh, <laughs> uh, um, well, if there's only six people, then the entire group chat for the lodge is a lie. Cause right now I know that the lodge has 12 rigs staying at it. Dang. So yeah, uh, we have to go and park in another section of the parking lot, which is very funny. Um, yeah. So they have, you know, the large gravel area between the arena and yep. the campground. That's where we're supposed to park. Yep. Um, and since we're getting closer to wrapping up, I figure that I'm going to throw the question out to Tony, Cody, and Richie. Yes, you're gay. Well, that's a given. Like, oh, I I'll suck cock for a $2 bill. Oh, sucking dick for a McChicken. Hell yeah. Not even a McChicken. That's two nineteen. <laughs> are three bucks now. McChickens are overrated, let me tell you. He's becoming an expensive whore now. No. <laughs> no, I'm devaluing myself further. It's not even for a McChicken at this point. It's just for the fun. <laughs> but who's going to win the arms race between Graham and myself? Is it going to be Grambino or me? Graham. Graham. Ar- arms I race always win what? the arms race. Hmm. He has red labels. I I think Luke has more firepower, so arms race for what? Mm. Uh, Arms race for... Well, that four-leg isn't doing him any justice. My leaf springs do just as good, and they cost me less money. (laughs) To be fair, uh, Arms rig doesn't look like a bobblehead going down the trail, but it does barrel roll nicely. Neither Uh, does my (laughs) rig anymore. I fixed that problem. Yeah, there's pros and cons, but barrel rolling is... uh, I don't know if that, that's a pro, I guess. It, it's Hashtag definitely a pro. Spotter ever. Yeah, my spotter. They, uh, my favorite part of the video is somebody's like, get a strap, and it's already going over. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's like a strap. I was Kevin. Shit, bud. You're going to catapult yourself. <laughs> <laughs> no that's strap part of that video. <laughs> if you listen closely, the... Oh shit! Um, <laughs> my spotter who isn't even looking in my direction. <laughs> okay. I was right. looking. I just couldn't anyways. see through the jeep to see the hole. But I am glad that I was on the passenger side, not the driver side, because yeah, that would hurt. Yeah, it'd be an Anthony <laughs> pancake. <laughs> and of course, would be- missed the whole thing. Yeah. <laughs> I don't he know. Was- 
back at the trailer being gay with Toyota axles. Yeah, that is true. I think this year that there's a good possibility that I might get a one-up in there. I'm I'm angling for it. I think it's going to be an interesting one, especially if you get the red labels on. Because I, I, if yeah. you're trying to one-up me, I need the red labels on. Cody, chop, chop. Brother. <laughs> You, yeah, you need him because your driving skill ain't any better. So mm-hmm. the mm. only thing I'll say is he's got, rocks. he's got <laughs> more uh, experience last year behind the wheel than I do, so that might help him and all. But you know, I'm yeah. gonna try and make up for it with my lack of brain power. So the real question is between the three of us, who's gonna try the big ledge at the bottom of Rubicon? I have a history with big ledges, and it's a good history. Do we really want to I talk about Trail 5 the, with, your, um, with your front end, the Dana 50? Well, that was wet, and I made it up earlier in the day. And the Dana 50 failed me. I didn't fail myself. Hey, excuses don't make history. You know, the facts. Actually, I mean, that diff kind of does make history because it's cool as shit. I keep it around because it's like, look at this diff. It's split in two. <laughs> <laughs> and it was spinning. Like, the wheels weren't turning, so something was moving, and that centerpiece wasn't. <laughs> that's awesome yeah my uh my goal for the weekend is i want to at least put tires on the center line on chadillac and uh give it the old after college witnessing, drive. after witnessing the great beatdown that happened on it at um the bouncer event at good evening in july Everybody tries to go up the middle or hang left. Stay stupid right. We talk, um, we're talking about the hill that I grenaded a drive shaft on. Yeah. While Kevin was right. getting ran over by side by side and yeah, yeah. Man well, was crawling it. Yeah. Um, right is definitely the line. I can if it hasn't yeah. changed that much, I can I can picture that line. I don't see any line on the left or the middle. Because you're just going to bottom out in the middle and it's too sloppy on the right or the left. Right. Brendan Trump made it up that damn thing. No, he's got a Toyota. They just, they just defy gravity and logic. There's no. Yeah, that's true. I've I've watched what they can do and it's, it blows my mind. (laughs) I remember right. Brendan was either third or fourth gear and put it on the box and sidestep the clutch. That's how you got to do it. Yep. It was um, it was entertaining to say the least, and uh, I'm really hoping they do barrel racing while we're there because drunk barrel racing is a really good time. You know what that <laughs> means too? Barrel racing girls, hell yeah! No, we're talking rigs. <laughs> Did you see the video of me two wheeling the Liberty? Uh, I don't think I actually have. I'll have to send it to uh, you. I have, if but, they do that, I would be so happy because that'd be super fun. It is a blast. <laughs> um, yeah, it's a very good time. And I watched a lot of side-by-sides roll. The best part about the Bouncer event, um, there's this guy, he's very involved with the park. Um, I don't know his name, but his business is The Cage Guy. Very straightforward, I like it. There was a razor that was doing a barrel racing and like, cartwheeled and it landed either on its side yeah it landed on its side but it did multiple rolls and the stock cage was wadded up 
and you see this dude jump over the fence and go just full sprint across the arena to help this dude flip him back over and you just see the cage guy real big on its back. <laughs> I believe that that would be called foreshadowing. Yeah, well, since the cage was totally crushed, you could see that while it was still on its side. We're like, oh, he's running to give him a business card. <laughs> <laughs> well, on that note, I think that uh, we covered all the run-up prep, and it is going to be a wild shit show. So uh, please refrain from licking the windows.